This is dumb. It's a dumb idea. Listen, Gwen saw something kill her boyfriend, and she thinks it's coming for her next. We just gotta tell her. Tell her what? Seriously, Sam, what are you gonna say? Hi, my name is Sam Winchester. This is my much handsomer brother, Dean. We hunt monsters. Oh, and that guy you were banging, we're pretty sure he made a deal with a demon, so a hellhound can't even drag your soul to hell. But you, you're cool, and since there's nothing around for us to kill, peace out. I'm Jeremy Greer. Hey, I'm Chris Mosier. Hey, and this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where, hey, Chris and I are doing every single episode of the TV show, hey, Supernatural. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Jeremy. How are you? I'm uh, super good. Okay. That was a skeptical super good, but I'll take... It's so fucking hot, dude. Like, Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's so hot that the weather guy that I follow on Twitter... Is like I'm sorry, everybody. He like, he, he's just he apo- dies. No, he's just apologizing. <laughs> he's like I'm sorry, I don't have better weather to report. And I'm like, wow, this <laughs> dude must get like his ats must be fucking terrible if that's what's dude, happening. Humidity, soup city, dude. Forget it is, about it. It is. Forget about it. It's fucking crazy out there. I do not like it. Um, but yeah, other than that, just having a good time watching some like mediocre supernatural episodes. Yeah, yeah. You got any? You got any super awesome thoughts on this? You know, we were passionate about supernatural two weeks in a row. One really positive, loving it. Mm-hmm. One absolutely disgusted. Yep. I, and you know, sometimes it's better to be passionate than it is to be, eh, you know, just sort of down the middle. This feels like a very down the middle episode, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's. I feel like this could have been better somehow. I don't really. I think the I think the problem that I'm experiencing for a lot of season twelve now is that I don't like. The direction that they're going in yeah it's some, not something that like <laughs> weird to say it's not something i approve of like i didn't approve of sam drinking demon blood ethically but like in in the fiction it made for for good content I, it made for a lot of good drama now it seems like they're they're gonna avoid some of the the brother drama that i was worried we were gonna get last episode me too yeah but it's still it's still going in a direction that, like I'm not interested. I don't like I don't care to see where this plays out. I just want them to not do it and find something more interesting. I know we we have complained a lot about Lucifer on this podcast. Um, I think what is happening with Lucifer now is like yeah, like it, it, it's it's something that I don't approve of. Like I don't like the direction that it's going. <laughs> like I, I like that terminology a whole lot. Um, but uh, one of the main reasons is that it's actively making one of my favorite characters worse mm-hmm. uh, because now Crowley just feels like all of his attention is focused on like this weird revenge plot. And I kind of feel like he should be better than that. Yeah. Like I feel like, yeah. and I, I don't want to be like pushing paper like we see in this episode either. Like I don't like that, but 
I want Crowley to be doing cool Crowley shit and not fucking around with this Lucifer bullshit. So yeah, it just, um, it just feels like he's, he should have more. I don't know. I don't know. Like the the little twist at the end, I was like, okay, that's yeah, very Crowley. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate I, that. I, I, I was hey, about to say, yeah. Well, let's talk about the episode. <laughs> Um, before we get into that, we want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, they donate a couple of bucks a month and they can get episodes of this podcast early. They can get, um, access to our hip happening discord. You know, yeah. it's hip and happening because I use the words hip and happening. In That's the right. Uh, they also get exclusive podcasts. There's a bunch up on the feed. Uh, the most recent stuff we've been doing is commentary for supernatural episodes. So we went back to season one. Chris and I queue up, queue it up on Netflix. It's all synced up using the power of the internet. We hit play and then we talk over the episode, record it, release it to you, so you can do the same thing with you and your friends. So go check that out. Uh, there's three of those available. We'll probably have another one out pretty pretty soon because mm-hmm. um, I've I've been enjoying doing that. That's that's been yeah, a fun, fun time, and it doesn't take any time at all to record and, edit <laughs> and publish. So it's the best thing in the world. Uh, Chris, remind us what's been happening in season twelve, my friends. Oh right, last time on Supernatural, everyone reluctantly joined up with the British men of letters to fight off some vampires. But when the plan is interrupted by a raid on the British men of letters storage facility by none other than the alpha vamp, the stolen colt is handed off to the ginormous Sam Winchester who kills the alpha vamp and for some reason agrees to join the British men of letters. Yep. And this is going to be season 12, episode 15, somewhere between heaven and hell written by Davy Perez, directed by Nina Lopez Corrado. This aired on March 9th, 2017, the hounds of hell An attack by an invisible hellhound at a campsite leads Sam and Dean to investigate the mysterious circumstances. Meanwhile, two of Crowley's own personal demons uncover what he has been hiding. Cassiel gets a lead on Kelly Klein. Our uh, then statement, our then segment here is just, um, you know, British men of letters exist. Sam is joined up. Hellhounds are a thing. And uh, we get kind of right into it with this cold open in Sheridan County, Nebraska, with this young couple who is, um, like, I couldn't really get a good age on this. I guess this girl is going to college. So, like, maybe these yeah. are both like 18 year olds at this point. She, um, she's going to college, but I guess she owns a house. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> her parents are nowhere in this episode. They're nowhere to be found while she's grieving the death of her boyfriend. I don't know. No it more friends like in the area. Like, I mean, no. the, she, she confesses later that, like, she wasn't as into this dude as he is into her. And uh, it just makes me wonder if anybody knew that they were dating. Like, if none yeah. of her friends knew. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like none of her yeah, friends come over yeah. with cookies or, um, but yeah, they're, you know, Hey, we, you know, they're all snuggled up. They're talking about like, she's got to go to college and leave her, him behind. And that's okay. They're going to do the LDR thing. And, um, he goes out to get firewood and gets accosted by a hellhound. Mm-hmm. Accosted is the word, not attacked. Yeah. He doesn't know <laughs> that it's a hellhound, but we know. Yeah. Jeremy and I knew when we saw it. When we watched the episode, that's our expert podcast analysis. We are we already figured it out. This is uh was- <laughs> there's a little Easter egg at the beginning of this episode <clears throat> where uh-huh. they include a hellhound. That's right. <laughs> Which you a lot of, yeah, a lot of viewers don't pick up on that. But no, this, is kind of, I, this is the kind of stuff Monster of the Week really wants to deliver. That's, that's what you come here for. Um, if you like the trivia section in the, in the Wikipedia of Supernatural episodes, come to us because we are basically that. <laughs> we more basically encyclopedias. Um, so it attacks the guy um, after we found out that he wanted to propose to her. And, you know, hellhounds usually just go after the, the, their target, you know. Um, and strangely enough after it attacks him it goes for the girl and she fends it off with an axe which i was like um okay 
that you could never kill a hellhound with an axe. Um, check the lore, excuse me. But no, she doesn't kill it. She, I guess she wounds it with just a regular old axe. And now we know something's funky because it attacked them both. Yeah. And and she's able to get away. But yeah, it's it's not a normal hellhound encounter. And we should mention, uh, I don't think we actually mentioned this one. He goes to get firewood before he gets attacked. It's revealed that he is going to propose to her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and she and she finds the ring as while he's out. Yeah. So. And she's like, ugh, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was just going to be a pity lay. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out <laughs> in the woods. And I was going to kind of have a bunch of sex with him and then leave to go to wherever and then never think yeah. about him again. But yeah. Yep. Um, I actually, you know, I, I'm making fun of this. The, I thought this was relatively well written and acted. Like, it was handled pretty well. Yeah, I admit. I, I, it, 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 it loses kind of emphasis, not emphasis, but it loses oomph as it goes on. But I thought that these two were actually really like they had a chemistry together, and I was like surprised yeah. by how much I was kind of into this love story. Although maybe I'm just have weird depression and I'm ready to cry at a moment's notice, yeah. Chris. Who I, knows? You know, that's <laughs> could that's be what, what I've been saying. It's 2020. Who knows? I've been saying if I could just cry. <laughs> That I might feel better finally, but it never it never comes, Jeremy. It oh, never dude. comes. You got to start playing right. Spirit Fair. Like that, that yeah, I got to play some sad video games. It's Animal Crossing that makes you cry, Chris. That's what you got to do. Animal Crossing <laughs> already makes. All right, so the fall update just hit. Shout out. Okay, um, the boys, aka Sam and Dean Winchester, they come back into the bunker. Clearly, after a a huge hunt, they fought a ghoul. They fought a wraith. They fought a siren. Dean is stinky. He's wearing his underwear inside out. It's a whole thing. Um, there's a reference to The Walking Dead. Keen, uh, keen observers like Jeremy and myself, mm-hmm. we uh, we know that yeah. that uh, John Winchester uh, is a character on on. I don't even I don't even want to get into it. They make a reference to it. So, so Sam gets a. This isn't a reference to the uh, reinforced club from Dark Souls One and Two. Um, no, he so interesting. When interesting. Dean says Dad would love this, that's correct. He would have loved Dark Souls. Okay. okay. Dean, That's Dean knows that. Yeah, yeah. But he died in 06. If, he yeah, never had a chance. He never had a chance. He to never play. had a chance. If John was here doing a solo of a one run, this would be his yeah. weapon of choice. Is what he, loved Kingsfield, he loved he Kingsfield. He loved Kingsfield. <laughs> you know, so we, Dean knows, you know, oh, Demon's Souls hitting what, oh, 08, oh, 09. Like yeah, he was so yeah. close. So he good. So close. Yeah. I don't even know what that game called. It doesn't matter. Sorry, everybody. So Sam gets a text from Frodo. That's right. Baggins. Um, <laughs> we already know that they use Lord of the Rings pseudonyms for the British Men of Letters, so uh, it's a text about another case, and Sam is like, "Hey, um, I I set up a computer thing to, to give me alerts when we get it when we get a case." And here, I you know, big old eye roll for me that Sam is 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 doing this. It's don't lie, brother. Please don't. Yeah. Um, fortunately, that's not going to last long. By the end of the episode, Sam learns a lesson, and we, we, we're going to get past that. Um, in the meantime, they both go to the crime scene, and in an unusual circumstance, they're both talking on the phone as they drive up to separate people. Uh, Mary is giving Sam an update that she's working on a ghost case for the British Men of Letters. Castiel is working on tracing Kelly Klein, and we go over to Castiel, who was at the diner that we last saw Kelly at before she walked out and got attacked by angels. Castiel meets up with the manager, who is a alien truther i guess yeah, yeah i don't know he says he says the words sheeple and woke in the same sentence he says he's that, woke chris <laughs> that one made it through the writer's room because you know how much respect they have for their audience jeremy zero zero <laughs> very little uh i yeah this this is this whole thing feels very hammy and, and kind of dumb to me i guess it's like it's a cute aside i guess but i'm i guess 
I guess. Um, also, feels like, very feels very season two. They, they do the thing where Castiel is still holding his FBI badge upside down, which yeah. I don't like. I feel like that joke's played out. He's also named Agent Solange still. Like mm-hmm. we need to move on past the Agent Beyonce joke. Mm-hmm. We made that joke back in season one. You guys can't make yeah. it anymore in the show. I'm sorry. That's right. We claimed it. <laughs> we got it. That's ours now. Um, <laughs> but he he has a video of what he thinks is the reptilian aliens that attacked his um, or that was possessing his waitress um, or the waitress that worked for him and he shows Castiel this video and of course we've seen this this is out back in the alley where the two angels accosted accosted is the word of the day Chris every time it happens hey, take, make a drink I'll, take a drink I love it okay I'll get drunk. Um, he, we see this whole thing go down and of course Castiel sees Dagon and recognizes her right away and then he just grabs the video player and just walks out of the room and we never yeah. see this guy again and I appreciate that thank you Supernatural yeah, thanks. thank you for keeping it moving um, we head over to the woods where the attack happened uh, the boys are there. They figure out it's a hell ho- hellhound immediately because, um, you know, they just know. Yep. Um, they get right to it, man. They just know. Yeah, they just get into it. That's something that Jeremy and I pick up on a lot is when the boys just get into it. They just get right um, into it. Like, this is one of those times that I think casual watchers, casual viewers would 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 see this and be like, what are the boys doing right now? What are, they, what are they doing? That's why you come to us so we can tell you that they are. Just getting into it. Getting into it. Getting right into it. Um, Meanwhile, Gwen, who is the name of this young woman from the cold open, is having flashbacks to the attacks, um, as you might do if your boyfriend was murdered directly in front of you. When uh, Sam and Dean arrive to talk to them, talk to her, Sam and Dean are having this conversation about like the best way to approach this. And for some reason, Sam is like really kids gloving this because I don't I kind of I kind of like the idea that the hellhound they think that the hellhound is done like this dude obviously made a deal with the devil the hellhound came like you know case solved we're good yeah um good. so like to, to sam he's like going above and beyond like we need to give her something to, to give her peace to to let her heal and like that's basically lying <laughs> which i think yeah. is really funny and like and dean's making him making fun of this of like yeah we've we've got to lie about this and like you could just tell her whatever and move on like we we just need to get yeah. out of here he doesn't give a shit you don't shit. even need to go to her house dude. Yeah. <laughs> we could just leave this is not yeah. this is not our job let her talk to a social worker they're way better at yeah. this than me and you yeah. clearly <laughs> uh also dean is like this is dumb because it you know the hellhound like killed the dude that it was after like it always does so we don't need to be here anymore text frodo back let him know that the shire is safe all right keep it moving people. shire is um, real let's get into keep- it says dean to sam <laughs> yeah yeah let's break it down buddy um so we keep getting the the hellhound vision throughout this and as sam and dean open the door or are invited into this girl's house that she she's a homeowner at 18 unheard yes. of um she doesn't even she hasn't even started vet school she's about to go to vet school and she already i don't understand who has their life this together not me (laughs) nobody nobody um she must be a youtuber uh the only ones with money she lets in a the hellhound with them it just like kind of like sneaks in i don't know why this thing is playing so coy you know it doesn't attack sam or dean it doesn't like immediately lunge for it just it just apparently just walks in behind them it's um and it's weird too because like we've seen hellhounds in this show before they're not like stealth enabled no. right like they're not stealthy no. creatures like they're usually like thumping around and breathing real yeah. heavy and yeah. when we get the pov scenes like you can hear like the uh, uh, sound and yeah. i'm like is everybody in the room just ignoring that or just assuming that it's sam winchester mouth just assumes that, like they see how sweaty he is <laughs> dude's like calm so down just, bro what are you doing yeah, come on man. maybe you could take the trench coat off i'm just saying yeah you don't need it um 
So they go in, Sam starts feeding her the bullshit about how a bear killed her boyfriend and they took care of it so you're no longer in danger. Yep, I don't good. think she expected the bear to come to her house. That's just like me. Very hilarious. Um, yeah. But she's not buying it. She's like, I'm not that fucking stupid, dude. I was attacked by an invisible dog, not a bear. I don't uh I don't care how hunky you are. You need to GTFO ASAP. You gotta get out you're, of here. You're you're sweating all over my tablecloth and I don't appreciate I it. I don't understand how my leather couch is soaked and that you're gaslighting me. I need you to leave my house. Yeah. I don't know what she you kicks did. them out. Now there's just a hellhound there. Um they hear her scream a moment later, um, when she's attacked and they run back in. They shoot the hellhound and how it runs off. Yes. And the um, the whole kind of like the plot hinge here is that she wounded it. So it's after her, but it's not after them when they when they wounded. No, it's no, not just, after, just after the girl. Uh, I we're going to get to in a minute, but I am not extremely awesome into, or into this whole hellhound situation that we're, we're dealing mm-hmm. with. Um, we go over to. um. Oh, no, no, they, they have, they finished this conversation and she's like, why did you tell me that it was a bear? She, they're like, well, uh, there's the whole soul selling part. And she insists that it's not that. So, uh, we jump over to Crowley, um, mm-hmm. who is, did we miss a section with Crowley? No, Crowley is taunting Lucifer. It's so boring, um, it, Chris. It's I dumb. I hate all of it. Crowley says he has big plans. It's dumb. Lucifer is still making threats. It's dumb. I'm 10 um, steps ahead then, of you. Yeah. Yeah. We get that whole thing. If you hit me, um, I'm gonna hit you back twice as hard. Like, okay, dude. Fucking seriously. If you Shut steal up. my Cheerios, I'm gonna steal yeah. your cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> and your milk and your and milk. Lucifer, Lucifer's like, don't t- don't talk about taking my milk. <laughs> gotta get the li- gotta take the. I'm gonna take the milk from you, Lucifer. Well, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna milk. take the goddamn um, so- milk from you. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley gets called away by his lackeys. He's got lots of, of menial bullshit to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, they're talking to the girl about um, well, th- this how, is do you, find- how do you afford a house at age 18? <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sh- make any sense. Are you sure you didn't sell your soul? Because this is, is a this really- an inheritance. Yeah. Like, this is furnished? In, in this, did the couch in this economy? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What is going on here? What is that green um, screen over there for? Can you kind of walk me through what your day to day is? So, Sam yeah, is really please. interested in becoming a YouTuber. <laughs> He's suddenly like, whoa, whoa, whoa. People will listen to me talk? Is that um, a ring light? You could just buy those? That's amazing. I think you to get that on a movie set. What is a what is a YouTuber? I don't understand. Like you just you just put on makeup? Uh what what? Uh, I do that all the time. I do that every day. Um, um so yeah, she didn't sell her soul, her BF didn't sell her soul. We covered that. Um Crowley, then, we see him again. He's he's doing the clerical stuff. It's like this that scene from Game of Thrones, where Daenerys has to listen to people complain about sheep, and she's like, "Oh man, being queen sucks." And we're like, "Yeah, Daenerys." Or, know. or like um, the three scenes from this TV show where Crowley has done this over and yes, over again. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, he yes. gets the phone call from Dean, and Dean's like, "What are you still mad at me?" And for some reason, for comedy effect, Dean has this on speakerphone, so he's like, "Yes, I'm still mad at you for sending my son back in time." Like, there's, there's a, there's a low key like, let's let's amaze the, the 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 civilian in this episode where yeah, like they yeah. say stuff in front of gwen and gwen's like what is it yeah. lucifer and i'm like we guys you have done this so many times like i like i just repeating the things that you've done in front of a civilian isn't funny anymore like it's just not no. just, these aren't land anyway crowley pops in he's like hey what's up i'm crowley and um he explains that this isn't just any hellhound this is ramsey who is like the alpha hellhound that I guess so, God created a bunch of hellhounds, but he God was gonna, created <laughs> invisible, the hellhounds, invisible demon some, dogs. <laughs> and then Lucifer took 
one of them when he fell, and that one was pregnant. Yes, and it spawned all of the other hellots. And that's where, and nobody uh, can control this thing, but but Lucifer. Um, and when we're gonna find out in a little bit that the his little demon lackeys let the let the let Ramsey out, and now Ramsey is on the hunt for young teenage boy flesh. <laughs> like how did how did the, how did the demon how did the <sighs> hound of hell how did the hellhound get to Sheridan, Nebraska. I don't like, know. What was the, just, please walk me through this. Was he just running from the sirens and the ghouls in the race that we also didn't see in this episode? And it's also supposed to be like the ultimate hellhound. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's better than all the other ones, but also it's just kind of chilling in the woods, eating campers. You should. Not even eating campers. Not even it just eating. kills him. Yeah. It just kills him. Just rips what him up a little do? bit. What does a hellhound do? I, I mean, like, why aren't you in like a, I don't know, a rainforest, like terrorizing yeah. adventurers or something? Like, be, be better. I just Ramsey. have a lot of questions. Be a better. lot of questions about this. Um, I don't know where we're. We, we don't know. We yeah. don't. No one knows. Um, um, we go over to Lucifer, and these two demons, two demon lackeys, are like, "Hey, yo, uh, we knew that some that Crowley was hiding some shit from us, so uh, we brought the key to your." Um, all of your bindings, one of which is just a literal horse bit that they have put in Lucifer's mouth, and it's mm-hmm. very disturbing to me. Um, we'll let you go as long as you agree to a bunch of demands. And he starts listing them. We go over to Sam and Dean, who are uh, gearing up. Dean brings out the the goofer dust glasses. I know they're not called that, but it's funny to me. That's to call no, that's what goofer, they're called. Goofer dust glasses. People, well, you see observers like uh, Jeremy and myself, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Greer and myself, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Winchester, know, we notice, if you would please. We, Doctor Winchester, uh, we we notice uh, details like this. We notice that they are in fact called the the goofer lenses, mm-hmm. and um, which you know, is they, weird because used. they they are made from holy oil, but you know, but they're yeah. called goofer dust goofer dust glasses, the GDGs, because if you will. you know the boys like to say gank instead of kill. Yeah. You know, you they, may know they like to have fun. You may not know that. Like, that's something that's kind of, right. that you may have forgotten in the last 193 episodes. They like to say Angel Radio instead of mm-hmm. Enoki and anything. Um, by the way, we skipped a scene where Castiel meets up with Kelvin, right? Kelvin, yeah. Is did that the, did is we that the skip name? it? I, frankly, def- I don't know. We definitely did. Yeah, Kelvin is another angel who uh, is, I don't know, he's around. I, I don't, he I don't wants know. to help Castiel catch Kelly. I, I appreciate that they cast a black dude and just let a black dude talk about talk like a black dude. And I don't mm-hmm. not try to be racist when I say that, but he's just got like a real like significantly different cadence of speech than anybody who has ever been on the show before. And I'm like, good for him. And I'm good like, oh, great, good for you, Supernatural. Like, I, yeah, this is because yeah. he's not he's not doing this exactly. Accent. They all have this accent. So can we chill? Yeah. So they split up. Uh, We're st- everybody split up. Sam gets in the car for some reason. He's allowed to drive. Uh, he takes Gwen. Gwen. He takes her just away. I don't know what Dean is doing. He- Dean's hanging out. Dean and Crowley are literally wandering through the woods together. That's what they're doing. And, they and just- Crowley makes fun of Dean's action hero voice. Yes, <laughs> which is fantastic. They both they both make fun of each other a lot. They talk about how uh, Crowley has gone soft, and maybe the Winchesters have rubbed off on him. Crowley says, well, maybe you've rubbed it off on me, but I've definitely rubbed off on you. You're working with the king of hell. You never saw that coming. Uh, there's a lot of semen jokes. You know, casual observers may just assume that this is just like conversation, but there's, this is just filled to the brim with sexual tension and literal semen jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just, they're just going for it. When Cass isn't on screen, they're just going to let uh, Crowley play, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When Cass is away, the Crowley will play. Is that what you're? That's right. Is that what you're That's saying? That's right. Uh, so they're wandering around. Um, the demons are still asking for stuff from Lucifer. They eventually get 
board and let him loose. He immediately kills them both. Um, there's a mm-hmm. scene where he, the guy is like, yeah, my life is yours to do with what you please. And Lucifer is like, this has gotten really weird, but kills him anyway. Um, we go to the Impala and Gwen gets extremely upset and starts saying that this is her fault. Uh, she demands that Sam pulls over and then luckily off screen throws up. Thank you for not showing that to us. Yeah. Um, she says that uh, her relationship was one-sided with Marcus, who was her old BF. Um, not only has she not told any of her friends or family about him uh, or refused to acknowledge him on social media, she was still so in a single and available, still using Tinder. Um, a lot like Rowena. A lot like Sam's like, I, I, uh, okay, you're a little bit young for me, but uh, I, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I just had a recent thing with a woman that was killed by vampires. She was a research person and she just did not give me her number. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but she says it was one sided. He loved her a lot. She just liked him. If he had just, if she had just told him the truth, maybe they wouldn't have been out there on that camping site and maybe he wouldn't be dead. Um, and of course, like, like they keep, the camera keeps going directly back to Sam's face going like, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? What, what do you mean? Huh? Wait, wait, you can date somebody and and not like them? I don't <laughs> Wait. Hold on. <laughs> uh Gwen, can you can you step back a couple of minutes? I gotta get into I gotta get right into this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I need to unpack. Hold on. Um, do we talk about how uh Kelvin is trying to recruit Castiel to rejoin heaven? Yeah. That all will be forgiven. Joshua will forgive Castiel. Joshua has a plan. And I don't know how many times that they have tried to get Castiel to come back to heaven only for him to cause a ruckus and they get kicked out again. It's never a <laughs> but, good idea. But brother, they're back at it. Um, in bet- we, we didn't talk about any of that. Uh, after Gwen does, has her conversation, the hellhound shows up and starts completely wrecking the Apollo. What are your, what's your, how much money would you put on the next episode that the Apollo is just 100% fixed? Well, uh, $100. $100. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to, because it's, because that's even, that's a good, you get it. it it's going to be fine. We're going to, we're going to donate a hundred dollars to charity. If the Impala is still wrecked in the next episode. So I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. That's, I, I don't get it. Uh, Ramsey knocks down Sam. He loses his glasses. Luckily, Ramsey is a pretty terrible hellhound despite being the first and the meanest. So Gwen is able to rush over with what looks like a, uh, like a sewing machine case. I don't know what this is. And like knocks yeah. the hellhound off of Sam and Sam is able to grab the angel blade and stab it, even though Sam can't see it. Um, Sam does like a real like forward thrust maneuver in this with mm-hmm. the CG. And mm-hmm. it looks, it looks okay. Like, is I, this know. the first time that we ever have, that we've ever seen a hellhound? Well, we did that episode where, um, homegirl goes to con college. Yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. know, like, like Sam like gutted that thing and the blood poured on it. But like I think we just saw an outline. Like this thing seems a little bit more defined with the glowy eyes and everything in the CG. And yeah. I, I didn't think it, it was looked smaller legit. than I thought it would be. The the whole thing is a little like underwhelming, right? Like yeah. I mean, if it's the first hellhound or like the baddest hellhound, like I'm gonna need it to be a little scary. You know what I'm saying? Sam just killed a dog. Like that's all this happens in this episode. <laughs> Sam kills Sam a dog. Kills a dog. Wow, he tried to run over another dog, but this one jumped on top of the car. I mean, hey, look, he was trying to impress a veterinarian, a future veterinarian, right? Like, that's what he does. That, Sam has a type. He has a type. Sam has a type. Yeah, he, 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 he thought that if he ran over this dog and then he gets gets into the heat of the moment in the rescue, that they're gonna fall in love because it worked once before. I like to kill dogs in front of veterinarians. I don't know what the PC term for that is, Chris. <laughs> No easy way to say this. I like killing dogs in front of vets. 
later, Dean is super pissed about the car. Gwen hugs Crowley in a very funny, awkward moment. Sam, like, very sincerely thanks Crowley, and Crowley has had enough of this, so he jets and comes back to find Lucifer missing. Uh, he walks into his, like, weird throne room uh, and finds Lucifer on it. Lucifer punches him in the face, knocks him down on the floor, and he begins to power up. We see the, the whole wing thing uh, yeah. when... Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's gonna do that comma comma hey thing that everybody talks about that's yep it's, it's the comma comma hey comma comma hey everybody um i'm gonna go super super comma on this comma uh, comma hey right it fits it fits perfectly that's, it fits yeah. it works um this was like the i mean this is all dumb but i was i was impressed by by crowley's little twist here yeah so crowley snaps and He's not able to use his, and Lucifer's not able to use his powers anymore. And he explains, like, I didn't say that I was two steps ahead of you. I said that I was ten steps ahead of you, and that you were now my slave. And as he's talking, he's steadily snapping his fingers, and every time he does, it look Lucifer feels this blow on him, and he's kind of collapsing. And I don't know why. And this is why I'm saying, like, this Lucifer stuff is actively making other characters dumb now. Um, now Crowley has to explain that actually it wasn't that whole chair thing that had him locked up. It was the necklace that the vessel was using, which used to be a, like a normal necklace, but now has been blah, 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 comma, comma, hate into like super jail necklace, right? Like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I just like, if you're Crowley, like, why would you explain this? Like now, you know, it's the necklace. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would have probably yep. never paid attention to the necklace. He would have started with like, maybe it's this denim overshirt. Like maybe that's what's, <laughs> what i'm saying yeah maybe yeah. the runes are in the denim i don't know it's just you know evil guys being doing dumb evil monologue shit exactly and yeah you know they show crowley being like you know an anti-hero or whatever um he helps out and i i don't know i know that he crowley can't just be reduced to um for lack of a better term another castiel somebody that they just call when they need a hand with something and, and then dean flirts with them um crowley you know he should be more of a character than that and he's the king of hell so he should actually be a little bit evil um but just some of this stuff is just just i don't it's like i said that i kind of liked this twist like oh the vessel is is the cage now like that that's kind of cool um but i just sort of wish that we were going in a different direction yeah i and i i, I don't even care that because I, I like the idea of a uh i don't know i, I guess i'm I, I, yeah that's fine I, it's I, don't, I can't even get a sentence out. This is terrible. This is this is yeah, the reason yeah, that pe- people yeah. don't listen to this podcast for me to stumble over words, Chris. They listen for trivia. Like, did you know that Lucifer's vessel used to be named Nick and was an MRA? That's, that's yeah. just good trivia yeah. right there. Forgot that he was an MRA. Yeah, yeah, How, totally. could How could you forget that? Um, we go back over to Castiel, who calls Dean. It's like, hey, yo, D- Dagon has Kelly. Uh, all we know about Dagon is that she is uh, a psychotic savage. <laughs> And then uh, he does not tell Dean that he is back at the children's playground that serves as mm-hmm. the gate mm-hmm. to heaven uh, where he's oh. going to go with Kelvin. Um, I love the fact that they have this conversation. They literally don't talk about anything. It's a two-sentence conversation. Dean gets off the phone, immediately looks at Sam and says, did he sound weird to you? And like, Dean, you weren't on speakerphone. Sam has no idea who you were talking yeah. to. Like, he can probably yeah. guess, but right? Like, I love it. Um, Dean being so concerned about Castiel is very cute. Yeah, so Castiel goes up to heaven. All right, you should be concerned, Dean, because Castiel causes a ruckus every time he gets up. Every there. single time. Um. All right, so let's see. Sam gets a call, right? Okay, yeah. here we go. Found mm-hmm. it. Sam gets a call from, from Frodo Baggins, and he declines it, and then thankfully, thankfully, 
he finally comes clean after Dean's like, who the heck is that? Um, and he says that it was Mick. And Dean's like, who's Mick? Who's Mick? I don't know that guy. I don't write. I don't. I refuse to acknowledge that any man is named Mick. Oh, and he says it's uh, Mick Mayo. And he says, oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, he says, hey, all these cases have been coming from the British Men of Letters. I'm sorry for lying. Sam pulls an immediate emotional face. Um, and Dean's like, fuck it, man. I don't like it. I don't trust him. But let's give it a shot. Let's just do this. And I... I didn't like that Sam was lying about it to begin with. I could see Sam doing like two cases and then being like, well, guess what, Dean? That good intel we got, that was from the British Men of Letters. See, dude, they are, ge- I don't know. He just should have, he just should have rolled with it. I, ah, I don't know. I guess, I guess I see why Sam did it. Because after these successful case- cases, after being able to kick some ass, he has provided evidence to support the fact that working with them might not be the worst thing in the world. And Dean clearly can see that. But Dean also has his Dean reaction. He doesn't like being deceived. He doesn't like that his brother lied to him. He, I think he understands Sam's position in this case, so he's not ready to jump down his throat. But he says, you know, the second that something smells fishy, we're getting out of here. Um, and so now I'm just dreading the moment where Sam has led us into yet another bad situation um, by going after Lilith and breaking the seals. That's just like, I go back to the same shit every time where like Sam d- tries to do a thing and then fucks it up for everybody. Sure. Like, I just feel like we might be going in that direction because Dean knows better, but Sam agreed to do it. So it's like, you know, they're, they're not at odds with each other, but it's not going to end well. Clearly. I am. Um, I feel like Sam, like listened to this, this woman in the car saying that, you know, if only I was honest, maybe he wouldn't be there and w- wouldn't be dead. And then like, I, I guess learned a lesson from that and thought, well, I shouldn't be lying to Dean. And like the idea of Sam Winchester at, you know, 45 or however old Sam Winchester is now learning, like being like, I shouldn't lie to my brother after 12 years of constant proof that they, they work better every single time. They are just honest with each other. It's never been successful when they have hitting things from one another it is bonkers to me. I'm glad that the drama is over. I'm glad we're not going to constantly go through. I created a computer algorithm to feed me hunter cases because yeah. like that's huge and interesting, but uh, not true. Um, and I like Dean's reaction of like, okay, like if you and Mary are into it, like, I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't like it, but I'll do it. I, uh, I had not thought about the ramification of that. It was like, if anything that the, now, if anything, if the British men of letters do anything bad that causes any kind of direct harm to Dean's immediate circle, it's going to be Sam and Mary's fault, right? Like he's going to mm-hmm. have the, uh, the immediate scapegoat. And I, I'm with you that I do not like that. I hope it doesn't go that direction. I'd. I do like that Sam just like fessed up and was like, you know what? This is a dumb idea. Um, it's fu- It's very funny to me that an 18 year old girl had to teach him this lesson. Like, you know, yes. sometimes I yeah. watch reading rainbow and I get, I get taught how not to steal. And I'm like, Oh, I've been stealing constantly for the last three decades. I should definitely, yeah, holy. wow. I got to stop doing that. Also, how did you buy a house? Tell me, what are your <laughs> secrets? What are your secrets, little girl? <laughs> you just graduated high school. It's crazy. <laughs> how do you have an 800 credit score? Yeah. I hacked you girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy for me but yeah um yeah that's the episode <clears throat> that's it um sam's phone rings and he picks it up and we don't really hear that conversation i am um, I, I like this episode overall i guess mm-hmm. like it's it's very solid on the on the meh o meter um i yeah. i i just you know i actually i don't really think i like this episode like the, the- uh yeah i didn't love it it was pretty middle of the road for me i forgot a lot of it and i watched it today um very forgettable just kind of here's a case 
so that we can take a step towards the plot that we're going towards, towards the boys agreeing to work with the British Men of Letters and Crowley and Lucifer having some shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Castiel went up to heaven again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it was just a, a package to, to push these three little threads sure. forward a little bit. And, and that was kind of it. Without really focusing very sharply on any of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do wish that Crowley was doing something with Lucifer. Like, I wish there was a goal besides punish Lucifer. Like, right? Like, yeah. I wish he was, you know, he felt insecure in his, you know, presence in hell, or he's tired of, of hell being the paper pusher thing, and he wants to take it over, whatever, 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 so he's going to use Lucifer's power to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I just, like, the, the idea that he's, like, and I get it, like pride, like Lucifer made him lick the floor, right? He treated Lucifer, he treated Lucifer, treated Crowley like a dog, so he's going to treat Lucifer like a slave. I I get that. I just wish it was better than that. Cause I f- yeah, and since there's no active plot with it, that just means that we're waiting for something to go wrong. Because that's exactly all, it's, that's all that's going to happen. No, yeah, it's the gun on the table that we're waiting, for, and we're waiting for it to go off. That's it. And then the Castiel stuff, like I I don't really care about the heaven thing. I just I just want to hurt. I just want him to find Kelly and for this baby daddy thing situation to be mm-hmm. pushed forward as well so mm-hmm. um yeah so okay episode this week chris just yeah, just okay just okay any any last thoughts before we i hope i hope the one the next one is better than just okay okay that's i think that's a good wish um thank you everybody for listening we know you come here for the the best and most obscure trivia and uh, we hope mm-hmm. that you, you satisfied you today i hope that, that mm-hmm. really helped out uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash monster of the week is the place to do so. A lot of you have been writing in and telling us that you, how much you enjoy the show. And we had one of our biggest download months last month. So thank you very much for everybody that is yes. spreading the word about this. I see a lot of people being like, just adding us randomly and being like, this show is great. So thank you so much. I, I super appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we will be back next week with Wolf in the Night. Ooh. Sam gets a new girlfriend, I see. Oh, yeah. Time for some sex. Woo! Bye, everybody. Save project. Uh, what do I normally title these? <laughs> I think it, I deleted. What, what episode is this? One ninety-four. Okay. I deleted like everything in my folder to make some some room. Some rum. Some rum. Some rum. Jess used to always make fun of me for saying it like that. It's weird because I knew a girl that went to Boston for at some like creative talent boarding school thing and she started saying room like that uh, and then when I moved down south to South Louisiana I met a girl that apparently that's the way they say it like on a specific side of New Orleans <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> yeah so I was like very confused where the the rum was coming from did she go to Emerson I, I dude I, it's always 1993 it's, it's always Emerson dude you were 13 in 93 yeah, I know that's what I'm saying it was 1993 <laughs> like she was she was my girlfriend and then when she went to Boston and she was no longer my girlfriend and I ran up damn. a lot of phone bills trying to talk to that girl. damn you had a girlfriend at 13 you oh, were yeah, a player I was, I was messing around damn
I mean, I thought she was my girlfriend. She was my girlfriend. I don't. I guess, oh, so we could. It could have been a sandwich. Just yeah. I guess. I guess I never really asked her about her opinion on that. And you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was your friend and a girl. And so. she and she definitely didn't think so once she got up there. So. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear each other. Chris Moser. I can't hear you right off God the bat. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! I wonder what the heck it is that's causing this to happen. Chris Moser. Um. Chris Moser. Chris Moser. Chris Moser. Moser, Moser, Moser. Can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Mosier. I don't know why I tried this because I know it doesn't work, but I thought I'd give it a shot anyway. Mosier. Yeah, I don't. Mosier, Mosier, Mosier. I don't hear anything. Oh. What the hell? Mosier, I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. Can't you hear me? <laughs> uh, this is whack. Can you hear me? I'm going to block you. Hello? Maybe that will help. Hello? Don't block me. I'm cool. Obviously, your microphone is hooked up. No, that's not true. And I know my headphones are hooked up because I can hear all the Discord sounds. Weird. I could see you on camera earlier. I could see that you were mouthing that you could hear me. But I couldn't hear the words. Chris Moser, can you hear me? Is this how we have to podcast now? I just have to read your lips. Chris. Chris. Hello. Now I can't hear him. Chris, I mean, it feels like it feels like a dumb question to ask you if you're if you have the right mic set up because I don't know why it would change. But. <laughs> I just recorded yesterday. I don't know why you can't hear me. Hmm. Chris, do you have push to talk on? I just I have no by any I chance. Uh, Chris, hello, Chris. Chris, 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 hello, I hate this, Chris, can you hear me, Chris, Chris, please, I don't know what's happening. Testing, 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 testing. So Discord can hear my mic just fine. I don't know what the problem is. Do you have me muted? Can you mute somebody? Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh my fucking god! You can hear me? What happened? Oh my fucking god! Tell me about it. What'd you do? Give me the details. It set my output device. To default, uh-huh. which I thought sounds good. That's what my microphone is. Sure. Yeah. Does it sound like I'm using my right microphone? It sounds like you're using the right microphone. Yes, it does. But it wasn't using any speakers. Perfect. Perfect. Just perfect. None, none, none speakers. speakers. None speakers. But I, but I could hear all the sound effects and everything of like joining the call and that shit. All right. Fucking Discord, dude. My, like, even though I use a Scarlet interface, like my output device is set to default right now. And I don't know what the... Occasionally, I have to change that. So fucking, fucking hell. Sorry. Anyway, You're wait. 
I shall begin recording now. <laughs> oh, no, I've got all of that. I was hearing you fine, so I've got all of that back and forth. I'm responding oh, cool. to you the entire time. Cool, cool, cool. Very fun. Um, what do I open up for this? Google Docs. Hmm. I had to, like, explain Google Docs to people at work. I was like, yeah, use it for my podcast. <laughs> um, pretty simple. We can both look at the files. Uh, I can close this and this and that. Bro, I got a question for you. I, I Sure. What's up? Y- you've been gaming? I've been doing a little gaming, my man. Local Bones Notes Gaming. Tried out that Mortal Shell. Uh huh. Uh huh. That game is hard as fuck. Um, That's what I've heard. I I've heard that it's hard as hell at the beginning, and then it gets like gradually easier. And by the end, you're just walking through stuff. Uh, I don't know. I got the second shell out of four, um, which lets you like do a little dodge thing, but doesn't change your weapon. It looks like. And then um, I got to a new area, and you have your level up lady right there beside you, and then there's a book you can interact with. If you interact with the book, it takes you to like a weird world where you fight a boss that I've not been able to get down to half health. Um, if you just go straight through the level, there's a bunch of like grunts, and then there's one really beefy dude that I've killed twice and gotten past. And then when I got to the next area, there were two of the beefy dudes right next to each other. And I'm like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, enough of these beefy dudes. And I have not played that game since. Instead, I've been um, still playing uh roguelikes on xbox game pass like neon abyss and undermine you live that that rogue life i live that rogue life uh it's good like it's just you know it's just fun i've been like really trying to analyze what i'd like about those games and like mortal shell uh it it's a it's a it's a video game ass video game um Mm -hmm. and it's got a lot of weight to it which is really good like don't get me wrong that's really fun but uh there's something about these little roguelikes that are just so lightweight and easy to get into and I still spend the same amount of time. It's not like I'm spending less time playing them, but I, I feel like I get more value out of the time that I'm spending with them. Because um, 98% of that time is spent playing. Exactly. Not looking yeah. through menus or anything like that. Or even like, uh, you know, dying constantly. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, anytime you die in a roguelike, like you still usually have made some sort of progress, whether it's unlocking stuff or seeing something new or whatever. Like you still feel like you've made some sort of progress. And with Mortal mm-hmm. Shell, I was not getting that. And, and Mortal Shell is probably a great game. Like I'm just using it as an example. But yeah. Um, and I finished Spirit Fair, which is easily oh, yeah. like probably went in my top 10 list of, of lists that i don't actually make um, damn well now that we um now that we're official uh, video game podcasters you might have to change your tune on those lists Jeremy. <laughs> i'm telling you uh i didn't send you the latest cover art did i i don't think so let me see if i can pull it up on the twitters it's a real tease quick. it's a tease we commissioned someone to uh make some excellent art excellent artwork for our uh non-existent local bones nose gaming podcast which i think is very hilarious so out of obligation, we now, we got to do it. 
We got it. We, yeah, we have to. We, we gotta. We, we, <laughs> Let's we be rude. Gotta. Um, it looks very similar to the last one that they sent over, but um, it's just a really. Yeah, there it goes. But it's a it's a little cleaned up, so it's nice to see all of this coming together. This crazy idea oh my that we God. had. Yeah, they, so good. they still have to do the the text, so that should be uh-huh. pretty pretty fucking Hell interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Hell yeah, I love like the 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 thing that's happening right there in the center. I think it's very funny, so I'm pretty it's excited. Extremely about good. It. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> extremely good. Yeah. Uh, sorry about the teasing, everybody. I know that people kind of hate that, but um, well. You know, tease, tease, tease. Sorry. Have you been gaming, um, Christopher Mosier? What have you been doing? I've been gaming. I've been gaming. Um, if if you could call playing visual novels gaming, I, which I um, do not, that's a fake game. No, I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles. Have you ever played that game? So that's the like tactical anime game. Am I? Do yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like it's like a world like fantasy World War One setting. Yeah. Like y- you have a tank, but you know, there's not. It's not the real world or anything like that. Um. That that was a PS3 game. I played that game. I've rented it from Gamefly on PS3 multiple times. And each time I would be like, man, I really like this game. I want to play it again. And I never finished it. I never even got like halfway through it. And I bought the PS4 version. And I think that I died at the end of the first level and then didn't like play it again. I was like, oh, okay, I'll pick that back up in a couple of days. And it never happened. And now it's been like three years since the PS4 version came out. Um, don't know why. Randomly just thought, hey, I want to play that game. So I started it, and I immediately remembered probably why I never finished it is because it's extremely hard. Uh, it can be really easy. Like, it's so, you know, you, okay, so it's a strategy RPG like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem's pretty popular. A lot of people know what that game is like. Um, you control, you know, units on a, on a map, and you take turns moving them to different positions and then attacking enemies or defending and stuff like that. And it's really engaging instead of just like moving them as if it's a chessboard, like it zooms in, the camera comes in. So it's a third person view and you'll run around the map and, you know, actually control each character, each unit as they go. Um, so it's very engaging on that level. But yeah, if you die at the end of a 45 minute match, you just kind of start over. <laughs> like that's it, which happened to me like three times last night. Oof, oof, buddy. I went through, <laughs> you know, that, it, that's, yeah. a, that's a game killer right there for me. And that's why I clearly have never finished it. Cause I I'll do something and then lose an hour of progress. And I go, Oh, okay. Fuck that. Uh, not doing that again. So last night, like 1030, I'm like, all right, I got to finish this up before I go to bed. And yeah, after an hour of, of trying to beat this level, I died at like the very end. And then I ended up staying up late to try and play it and did it again and died again. I went back for a third turn and I finally did it, stayed up way too late. So that was, that was a success in one way. But um, despite, despite the agonies it's caused me, it is a really, really satisfying game when your strategy pays off in a big way and you're able to take down an enemy that you haven't been able to take down before. Um, the setting is cool. The like, army building stuff is cool. You can like, recruit new people like you can in a lot of these games. And you know, upgrade their weapons, upgrade their skills, and it's it's all it's a, it has a really satisfying loop, despite the fact that the matches can take so long and you can lose so much progress when you die. Like the newest Fire Emblem has a rewind feature, so if you lose a character, you're like, I don't want that character to be dead. I'm just gonna rewind three turns. Now that's not an infinite use thing, but it's super helpful for when you are in the middle of a really long battle and you've made one mistake and you don't want to have to restart from the beginning of the level which a lot of people probably think like oh it's cheating that you can just rewind time 
Like, sure, that's fine, but I'm 30 and I got other things I want to do with my life, you know? <laughs> Mostly just I want to play other video games. But it's just, it's a huge time saver, right? It, it just, it's, it's a courtesy to the player. You can still get yourself in a bad situation. If you want to challenge yourself, you can choose not to use that feature. But yeah, with, um, with Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles, if one of your characters um, gets taken down in battle, you have three turns to revive them, which like just sends them like a medic will come and take them away. So they're not in your battle anymore, but they aren't dead permanently. If you aren't able to get to them in three turns, they'll die permanently. Or if an enemy gets to them first, they die permanently. And so far, I hadn't let anybody die. But in this battle I was trying to win last night, I had like three or four people just biting the dust. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care. It's, it's 1230. <laughs> I just want to go to the next anymore. mission. <laughs> yeah. But then I would, then I go like the very, very last turn I had. <laughs> um, so I was taking down a giant tank, which, and I could only attack the tank with, with particular characters. And every time I would go in for like a kill shot, it would somehow miss. And that's not like a, a you know, special boss maneuver or something like that. It was just really bad luck that it just kept happening. So I was wasting all of these turns, wasting my actual real life time trying to take down this damn tank. And then like every single time on the last turn, I would get myself into a position and then he would, um, the tank would take down my main character. And if the main character dies, then it's game over. Um, fuck. So, you know, great game, but, but Jesus, I would like to have some of that time back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would get real frustrating. I find myself with those kind of tactical strategy games, like, I, I feel like I should know how to play them by this point in my life, but I'm also <laughs> very bad at them. Yeah. So um, I just downloaded Wasteland 3, which is supposed to be like a kind of a successor to like the old Fallout 1 and 2 turn-based tactics uh-huh. post-apocalyptic thing, because um, it's on Game Pass as well, and I'm going to try that, but like, I tried several tactics games in a row and just like constantly died and would like want to reload my save after I died. Mm-hmm. And that's no fun. <laughs> and we get like outflanked and, you know, I, I, I think it was um, Mutant Route Zero that I was playing for a while where you're like a weird mutant duck and pig. Um, Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a bizarre game. But like I was playing that and I thought i was doing really well but then i got into this encounter and i tried it like i bashed my head against it like 10 times and i was like well i guess i'm never playing this again (laughs) (laughs) and it's probably um, one of those things like i should just not have that encounter right now like i should mm -hmm. just move on like it's obviously like a a higher level encounter or whatever but i was like no i have to continually reload my save until i get this 100 percent correct and and that's i i had a um i had a difficult level where i didn't lose that much time i lost maybe 15 minutes so I thought, okay, this time I'm going to go back. There's like extra levels you can do. Like, fuck it. I'm going to go level up. If I just grind and level up, I'm not going to have any issues. So I went and I did that, came back, conquered that level. Uh, and then I got to, I guess, what must have been the furthest point I had reached in the game prior. Um, and I knew that this was the farthest I had gotten before. So once again, I went back, did some more leveling up, got through that level. So at this point, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm king shit. I'm fucking rolling through levels. No sweat, no sweat gang all day. And then, yeah, I got to that level last night and I was like, okay, clearly I'm still not good enough because it doesn't matter how strong my characters are if um, my brain is not strong in real life and I don't have a very <laughs> tactical brain, clearly. So got to keep working on that. But the th- yeah, that's, you know, time sink, losing time, that, that sucks, but it is really satisfying to win. So, and the, and the second to second gameplay is really enjoyable, um, but you know. That's just the gamer life. Listeners out there, you know the gamer life. It's the gamer life, man. Uh, this is the most I've talked, I think, in 
four days. So this is fun. <laughs> well, I mean, you had Jess over last weekend, right? Oh, well, I mm-hmm, guess it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's probably four days ago. So Yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for bringing it up, bro. Ooh, that sore subject? I didn't realize <laughs> no, she touched no. you. <laughs> yeah, she touched me. Actually, Jess, Jess dumps me every Monday so that she can be free for the rest of the week. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I just need to be away from you all weekend. That's yeah, what I just I need, to, need to, you to not speak to me. No, I'm not seeing other people. I just don't want to hear about video games for, for at least five days. Yeah. You need to stop talking to me about anime that I'm not watching. Yeah. That's the thing that you need to stop. <laughs> just watch right more anime than me now. I'm gonna throw That's why I said what, what, that I'm not watching. Like I put yeah. that in there specifically. She'll always be like, oh, so I started this new anime last night. I'm like, oh, and then, then two, two days later, she's like, I started a new anime last night. I'm like, where are you finding all this? <laughs> I um what have I been watching lately? What do we, we watched uh the first three episodes of Lovecraft Country. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that to anybody. Uh I don't know if y'all know this, but racism is real bad, y'all. Yeah. Um uh, and it was always a huge part of Lovecraft's works. Yeah, yeah. I had never heard the the inward poem uh before because I'm not like well versed on Lovecraft stuff. Like I'm mm-hmm. I've mostly absorbed it from like via osmosis. Like I've only read Insmith. Yeah, yeah. Um so like I, and I knew that, you know, a lot of his work was like, oh, you know, the Jews are bad and like maybe the black people are bad. But I didn't know that he literally wrote a poem about like the N-word and yeah. said a bunch of bad things about how they were created. And that's fucking yeah, was, disgusting. Yeah, his, all of his horror is just based on racism. Yeah, yeah. But he just it's also good that people are like, sure, yeah, let's do it. Um, but they the podcast that accompanies it is uh, one of the writers on the show and then a uh, media cricket, both black women. And uh, they brought on a, another writer of the show who had this story about him writing like a, years ago, this article about H.P. Lovecraft and like, why is he the guy on this one particular fiction award that they gave out every year for horror? And it should mm-hmm. be this person. And um, they like, it became like, he just wrote it and it like on, put it on the internet and then it got like a huge amount of traffic and like started being shared everywhere. And then like the organization changed it and they happened to change it the year that he was nominated for something. So he was sitting in the audience when they were like, so, uh, this is the first year. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a really, they, they do a thing that I really like that TV shows do sometimes, which is make you think that it's going to be about a particular thing and then just rush through that thing to the end. So you can get into more different shit. Uh-huh. So like in the second episode they set up and this isn't like spoilers I don't think but like there's a cult of white people doing some weird shit and the sounds w- like white people sounds like white people uh they and I thought that that was going to be like the show like it was going to be this particular family who is a guy looking for his dad the guy's uncle and then uh, a girl that's not related to the family but like helping them out or whatever I thought that was going to be like, they are going to be in this castle dealing with this cult for 10 episodes. And like by the end of the second episode, like some crazy shit is happening. And the third episode is a ghost story. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> what is happening? All right. It's like supernatural. It's, it, was a, it was a little bit like supernatural. There's a point in the third episode where the main character, the woman is being questioned and um, it's, it's by a cop. So like there's, there's a whole lot of levels of, of intimidation and abuse happening, but mm-hmm. uh, he's asking questions <laughs> like, like he was kind of like Dean Winchester. Oh. Like, did, <laughs> like, what do you know about this house? Like, have you seen anything weird in the house? And I looked over to Autumn. I was like, is this 1950s racist Dean Winchester? Yeah. Like what's happening? <laughs> what right is now? happening? What is going on? Um, Are there any strange noises in the walls or um, we watched two horror movies. We watched Sinister, which is kind of old. Um, it's Ethan Hawke, I think. And, he is a crime writer 
um, who moves into a house where murders took place, mm-hmm. and because he wants to, you know, he wants to study it and, and really get, get the vibe because he's looking for his next hit book, and he finds a box of home movies up in the attic. And when he w- starts watching them, he realizes that they were left behind by the murderer, and they're essentially all snuff films. Um, and he becomes like obsessed with it, trying to like solve the case and, and put together his book, whatever. We watched that. And what else did we watch? Uh, the oh, the ritual. Yeah, the ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think Eric recommended that we watch like forever ago on Discord. Um, that's on Netflix. Great movie. Um, couple couple guys go out into the the woods of Sweden to go hiking to like. Um, have a memorial for their friend like he was the one who originally wanted to go and, and uh do the hike so they go in his honor and then kind of get a little uh lost along the way and they just go for it in that movie i hate when movies i, I mean mild spoilers but i hate when movies are like it was mental illness the whole time you fool yeah that was the bad guy so every time i watch a horror movie i'm like are they just gonna tell me that this guy was crazy the whole time um but Whenever they don't do that, I'm extremely satisfied. <laughs> very happy. Very happy. I, I really, really dug this movie. I, uh, I, I really want to watch The Ritual. I've heard it. Like, it's, it's really, really fucking good, and I'm super excited to watch it. So, you know, it's like an hour and a half. You know, you're in and you're out. Yeah, dude. I, man, I, I, was, th- I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, Quentin Tarantino, um, which I guess it would have been you. Because <laughs> we, 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 just, we, just we just watched that episode when Supernatural, but... Uh, I was just thinking of his latest movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and how I, I have it on my server. And every once in a while, I'm like, "Oh, I should watch that movie." Like that's a Tarantino film that I haven't seen. And then, like, I look at it, and it's like at a three-hour runtime, and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not going to watch a three-hour movie. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't want to do that. It's, it's a huge it's, commitment. I can do that with Lord of the Rings once a year. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still haven't finished our Lord of the Rings rewatch. We still have the last movie. Of course, those were the extended cuts. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, like if we were. If the hurricane had been a lot worse and we were flooded in, but we had electricity, like we would probably have watched that at some point. <laughs> but if we have like actual shit we can do in real world, I'm probably not going to watch it. No, it's you know, it's a commitment. It is. It's a huge commitment. Like season twelve of Supernatural, Jeremy. Speaking of, speaking of, 